Hey everyone, it's Cassie. And this is Chrissy. And this is Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy. James Harden is now on the Brooklyn Nets. So he's left Houston. He's not in the Western Conference anymore. He is officially on the East. So um, I'm, I got this from NBA.com. The Nets sent Jared Allen and Torian Prince to Cleveland. And then they sent Karis LeVert and Rodians Karuks as well as three first-round draft picks, 2022, 2024, and 2026, and four first-round pick swaps, 2021, 2023, 2025, and 2027 to Houston. In exchange, the Rockets got Dante Exum and a 2022 first-round draft pick from Cleveland via Milwaukee, and then Brooklyn also got a... 2024 second round draft pick from the Cavaliers and that completes the deal that was a mouthful but in short Harden (laughs) is on the nets I need like a a dry erase board and I need to like map this all out okay (laughs) all I know is that was a lot that's the thing about um like NBA trades like with NFL trades it's kind of like cut and dry like it's super simple and then NBA trades, it's like, oh, 2027. Like, I'm going to be 28 years old. Like, that's just crazy to think, like, these teams are putting draft picks for, like, 2027. Like, that's crazy. All for James Harden, which is interesting. Um, I mean, I'm not going to hate it, but I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, love it. That's a lot. I don't know. That just sounded like a lot. Um, I mean, listen. It is. It is a lot. Like, it, for James Harden, listen, I hope he does good there. Um, I don't know if the teams he's at are the problems or if he's the problem because he just can't get his ring you know yeah okay so like you know it was between the Brooklyn Nets and the Sixers and I was telling a few people the day of the trade like I'm not upset that he didn't come to Philly at all because one I think that Houston wanted too much in exchange for him. And honestly, the Nets gave up a lot more than, well, maybe not. Well, okay, so I'll say Houston wanted Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, and Matisse Thybul in exchange for James Harden. And I think it's very clear at this point that the Sixers are not ready to give up on Ben, regardless of his performance recently. They're, they're just not ready to give up on him because they've already put so much into building a team around him. So why give him up for a guy like James Harden, who there's no dispute that he can put up the numbers, but can he win a championship? Like that's a lot to give away for someone who has been given a lot on the, on the teams that he used to be a part of and hasn't won a championship. So it's like, do we want to give away our franchise star for James just to be in the same situation this year like it's it's a lot to risk and I'm glad that we didn't do it yeah that's actually I didn't even like think of that that's actually like really good how like you said the 76ers didn't want to give up on Ben yet because I think if they like were done with him they would have included him in this trade and got in James Harden you know what I mean so I think Mm -hmm. that's a good sign if you're a 76ers fan and you're rooting for Ben Simmons that's a really good sign but yeah I don't know I did when you said Brooklyn gave up a lot and then you're like, maybe not, I do think they did. I don't know. That just sounded like a mouthful. Um, and I feel like 
well who knows and then everyone was like making pictures it was like kd Kyrie, and james harden and then i was like is Kyrie even going to be playing kind of thing you know <laughs> no, right. it's true because like they were all like oh like the the three players or they were all just make, making like memes and stuff like talking about like how the three main players in brooklyn and i'm like did we forget that like who knows Kyrie's future you know so yeah I mean, and, and we'll get people, into that a little later yeah, some people were saying that but i mean it's interesting they have kd james harden and uh, Kyrie on the roster like those are huge names i mean i hope it works out but like we'll see because personally i think james harden is more of the issue than the teams he's on if that makes sense so i am interested to see how this works out i'm yeah i agree with you um and because like we're kind of on the same page with thinking like it might be james and not the teams um proof of that is there was a lot of drama before his departure and after like it was three days ago when he was still on the Rockets and he did a post-game interview after the Rockets lost to the Lakers he was like we're just not good enough and then he said that their situation was quote-unquote beyond repair so in response to that John Wall said you know it's only been nine games um you want to jump off the cliff after nine games which is a valid point. You know, their record at the time was three and six, which isn't the best, but it's not horrible when you have a lot more games to play. And then DeMarcus Cousins, he said that he didn't really feel betrayed by um, Harden's comments, but he just didn't appreciate the disrespect that came before those comments. Like um, he mentioned James' antics off the court, like, you know, um, when he was caught on camera, I think was he was at some party without a mask on. I like that. It was like he, at a club or something, and he was like, "No, my friend was just launching a brand at a right. club or something." And then he brought up um, James' approach to training camp, which again are valid points. So, as his teammate, that's where he felt like he was disrespected, not necessarily like betrayed by the comments. I think he just wanted him to like you know show up, show out, like do what you're supposed to do as my teammate I I get it you don't want to be here but you're still here like we still want to win so yeah I think that's the problem too like and I don't want to seem like I'm just bashing James Harden because he literally a couple years ago he was like my it was like my top five favorite players he was in there he was probably at like number three like I love James Harden you can ask anyone I know but in the recent years like the past couple years he just seems like selfish like a selfish player um like you were saying he's still on the team like he was still on the roster for the Rockets like I think that's an issue that some players like have to get over. Like if they don't want to be there anymore, like I don't want to be here and they act like they're not part of the team anymore. But you have to remember like they're still on a contract. Like you're still part of the team. You're still playing games. And yeah, I think he can be a bit selfish. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people make those same comments. It's true. You know, it was very obvious he didn't want to be in Houston anymore. And in any work environment, if you're unhappy, it shows in your performance, but, like, still. If he does what he's supposed to do in Brooklyn, that's great for them, but it's also, I feel like, a slap in the face to the Rockets organization, just from the outside looking in. Oh, no, 1,000%. And I think, like, 
he was like a staple player for the Rockets. You know what I mean? Like he was like their player, their franchise player for so many years that like, which is why it's even a, it's like an even bigger slap in the face. And like you were saying, like if you're unhappy at a job, like, yeah, it, it'll show, but like, you're still going to do the work. Like he was just sitting there and he was just kind of like bashing them. And he forgets like, he has to go to a locker room with all these players it just makes the situation uncomfortable, and then I think it has an effect on everyone else. Obviously, he's not the reason why, say, the Rockets aren't playing good. He's not the full reason, but, like, his nasty-ass attitude is yeah. going to be one of the reasons. Like, you, it's literally the roster in the NBA, they're not that big. Like, when you're in a locker room and there's tension, like, literally every single person in that locker room is going to feel it, and they're going to have to deal with it. That's true. And, you know, Shaq made a good point as well. Like, he was saying, um, he also agrees that James Harden is a problem. He was like, the, the Rockets gave you what you asked for, and you still didn't get a championship. Like, with Dwight Howard, with Chris Paul, they gave you Russell Westbrook. So it's like, what else were they supposed to do? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was, like, their player for so long. You know what I mean? They tried to accommodate him. Yeah, he was and there then, for about eight seasons. Yeah, and they tried to accommodate him. Like, he was, like, their star player. And then all of a sudden, it's, like... Like, I understand wanting to leave. Like, I'm not bashing for, like, wanting to leave. But, like, I think it's more of, like, how he went about it. Mm-hmm. The behavior. Yeah, like, how he was behaving. Like, okay, we get it. Like, obviously, there are a lot of players who aren't happy with the team. And, like, they make that known. But I think, like, once the interviews started coming in. And I think he thinks, like, going to Brooklyn is going to solve all his problems. But, like, maybe he is one of the problems, you know? He has to fix a few things. That's why I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm interested, intrigued to see what happens. I mean, I hope he does good, obviously. But, yeah, I'm definitely interested. Well, the Rockets did win their first game without James Harden last night, um, Thursday night, against the San Antonio Spurs, (laughs) making their record now 4-6. You love to see it. (laughs) Yeah, so... Shout out to them. Also, I didn't know that James Harden was opening up a restaurant in Houston. It's called 13 after his jersey number, which he is going to continue to wear in Brooklyn. And it's not open yet. It's supposed to open later this month. But after the trade, people were leaving like horrible reviews on the restaurant. I'm going to read some of them. If you could see behind my voice, I just facepalmed at (laughs) the fact that He's opening up the restaurant. Not that he's opening up a restaurant, but he named it after his jersey number, and now he's leaving the city yeah. after throwing a tantrum. Can't carry on, but oh my god! <laughs> so, well, one of the reviews said strippers could be better because you know, like, there's a there's this is running <laughs> joke about James Harden and his love for strippers and keeping the industry going. That's hilarious. Um, someone else said trash, just like him. Then, <laughs> so, <laughs> someone was like. The worst-owned restaurants in Houston. Quality of the food was just not good enough. Chemistry-wise, I think the cooks just didn't have any experience. This restaurant had much upside but fell flat on its face when it came to showtime. It's just so funny how creative people can be and how they tie in his comments like during post-game interviews into his restaurant reviews. The whole time, the restaurant's not even open yet. Like I just think that is so funny. Oh, yeah. He, he made a big mistake. Um, I think... I especially like naming it after his jersey number and like you have to understand like 
like the Houston fans and all that, like fans anywhere, but especially like Texas fans, like they're really serious about like their teams and they really stay like local to their teams. So they're all taking this personally. Mm-hmm. Like they, they keep getting better. Someone else said, the owner kept coming to my table and blaming it on the chef. We even got a new chef in the <laughs> middle of our dinner. Then he got rid of him before dessert. <laughs> wow. I, I, okay, we have to keep up with this because obviously it hasn't opened yet. Um, and I'm just, when is it supposed to open? Later this month. I, I want to, yeah, I want to know more about this restaurant. Like, yeah, I want to like, know what kind of food they serve. Not that it matters, but I am interested. I'm, like, intrigued, like, once they open um, <clears throat> to see how, like, business does for them. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like, I'm interested in to see if, like, it works out or whatever. So, I want, like, we have to keep updated with that because I feel like if, I feel like it's going to do better if he was still in Houston, but at the same time, like. I feel like people would still go, even if it was just to hate. That's the thing. Like, any attention is good attention. You know what I mean? Like, people can go and hate on him, but they're still giving him business, if that makes sense. Exactly. I didn't know he was he had a restaurant opening up until I heard about the bad reviews. So, he's getting exposure, and people are still going to go, for sure. They might give, like, the um, the staff a hard time. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I still think people are going to go for the simple fact that, like, what's been going on in the NBA world recently. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. Like, people are going to go. They're going to give him business. Uh, even if they go just to, like, mock it or leave a bad review, like, no matter what, they're still going to go. But I'm just interested to see in, like, the long run how business does. Yeah. Or maybe Same. he'll he'll um, he'll um open one up in uh, Brooklyn. <laughs> that I feel like that would make it worse. That would make it so much worse. Like, how dare you? You just got there, and now you're opening up a second shop in Brooklyn. Like, okay, but <laughs> say we wouldn't go. You can't. <laughs> if Kobe wasn't there, I'd have to. I'd have to see what it was all about. <laughs> I would go. Yeah, you're right. We, I would go. We would go. <laughs> like before we go. I like when celebrities like venture out into different businesses and it's like accessible. Because I know Pusha T has a ramen restaurant in DC, and I've been meaning to go there. No way. Super random. Yeah, super <gasps> random. But I want to go. What? No, that's so true. Like, uh, I know like Steph Curry's wife did it, but she's a chef. Like, she just cooks good. Yeah. Um, a few people do it, and it's really cool. Like Mark Wahlberg has like the burger place. Raw burgers is so yes, good. So good. I oh, love so it. good. Oh my god. And I don't even eat um red meat, but they have like pescatarian options and they have like veggie burgers and stuff. Oh my god, so, so good. good. Yeah, so good. So yeah, I mean it's definitely interesting. I'm just I'm intrigued. I w- I want to see the menu, but yeah. So we'll we'll keep we'll keep you guys updated on that one. Yeah. <laughs> we will. And I said this to a few people the day of the trade. If the Nets win the championship this year i will humbly and gladly shut up but if they don't and i strongly believe that they will not and it's not because of them it's because you know lebron is still in the league <laughs> like the lakers are still well like they're they're still there um if they don't win i'll have a lot to say i agree i think like it's interesting because whenever I talk to someone, like, I'm the type of person, like, I feel like right now, like, people are like, the Nets, 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 like, they don't care what anyone has to say, you know? Like, they're like, no, the Nets are winning, the Nets are winning. 
Whereas, like, I'm the type of person, like, even if, like, I think my team is really going to win, I'll still be like, but you never know. Because it's true. Like, you literally never know what's going to happen kind of thing. I do that with literally every single team of mine. So whenever I'm talking to someone about, like, the Bucks, you know, I'm a Bucks fan. And I'm like, obviously, like, I'm like, no, we'll have to see what happens. Like, obviously, you have to believe in your team, especially when, like, I'm a Bucks fan. Like, I'm not going to go sit and bash them. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, like, I think they can make it. And they're all like, oh, you think they can beat the Nets? And it's just like, guys, the Nets have not shown us anything yet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's like, oh, you think you can beat them? I'm like, yeah, that's my team. Like, I would be a horrible fan if I was to sit here and say, like, the Bucks did not have the potential to beat them. Like, obviously, like, I'm not going to go and say they're definitely going to beat them. But, like, in terms of the Nets, like, I feel like you just have to wait it out and watch how they play and see what happens. You know, like, we haven't even seen this team in a full season. Like, how many games have they played? That's why I'm like, everyone, please. Please. Well, I see what you're saying. You know what and I mean? I, like, I think what this newfound confidence, outside of having Kevin Durant, like, that in itself breeds a different strain of confidence. But I think when it comes to New York fans, when you have the Knicks and now you have this big power three on the Nets, it's like, yeah, you start to feel a little different. Like, hold on, New York might bring home a championship, especially like with Kyrie being out. And again, we're going to get into that in a little bit. Having Harden on the team now kind of like, shifts the perspective a little like okay we really might have a chance now but I I don't really um I'm not subscribing to it just yet yeah I'm the type of person like I'm like okay even like for the Cowboys for example like I'm like I don't even know like they'll ask me like before the season starts what do you think I'm like I literally have no idea like you know what I mean like everyone thought they were going to be way better than they were obviously injuries but like I was like first like you have to see them play because you never know And I do think it's true about New York fans. And I was born and raised in New York City, so I can say this. But New York fans are obnoxious. They're cocky. And they think they're better than they are in terms of, like, their sports fans. And that's 1,000% true. Like, New York sports fans need to be humbled a little because their team can go, like, have, like, a losing record and they'll still be like make excuses. And that is true because if you look at the Bucks, for example, the Bucks had a 15-win season like seven years ago they won 15 games and Bucks fans are not even that cocky now and look at what we've done in the past we've managed to do this in the past like five years you know what I mean and if that mm-hmm. was a New York team then oh my gosh you wouldn't hear the end of it so I do think it is like the New York factor which okay I'll give it to them but still it's just like everyone just needs to calm down like I really do hope a championship comes to New York because you know I'm from New York City but obviously I want the Bucks over it but I think everyone just needs to calm down and like just watch what happens. Like, watch it play out. Like, everyone's just... Because then when something goes wrong, they're quick to blame someone. Yeah, that's true. Like, everyone just needs to calm down, you know? And there's like, still so many... There's so many more games to play. Also, there's so many teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's literally so many teams. It's not just your team against another team. There's so many different factors, you know? That's why I'm like, everyone just needs to... Just watch the season play out. But I, I will say there'll be a lot of eyes um, on the Nets Saturday night because I'm pretty I, – I believe that Kyrie is supposed to play Saturday night. So if it's all three of them, KD, Kyrie, and James Harden, that's going to be a sight to see. Oh, yeah. 
I hope for the sake of like them, I hope they have a really, really great game because if they have a great game, obviously everyone's going to be talking, but if they have a bad game, everyone's going to be talking even more. Even more. Yeah. So I hope Including myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, me too. I'll be on Twitter, you know, (laughs) tweeting a few things, but I hope they have a good game together because I feel like the Nets are going through a lot behind the scenes. Like they look good from the outside. But they're having a few issues uh, internally. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and one of those issues involve Kyrie Irving. We've been hinting at it for the past, like, 20 minutes, and we're going to get into it now. So due to personal reasons, Kyrie has missed the last five consecutive games with the Nets. And we don't necessarily know what the personal reasons are. Like, we really don't know. However, he was seen recently on social media at a birthday party for one of his family members, and he wasn't wearing a mask. And he got fined $50,000 for that. Then Tuesday night, (laughs) while the Nets were playing the Nuggets, he was on a Zoom call at a virtual event in support of the Manhattan District Attorney candidate, Tahani Abushi. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. And he has forfeited almost $817,000 this season for missing two games during his mandated quarantine following um, that birthday party that he went to without a mask. There's, there's a lot going on with Kyrie. So, like, his COVID thing and his personal issues are completely separate, but they're overlapping with each other now. Yeah, I think, obviously, like, I think, like, he's he spoke mad about, like, mental health and all that, which I think was amazing when he did it because, like, the conversation needed to be started. And, of course, if he's going through things, like, it's only right, like, you know, to let him figure it out because that's the priority over basketball. However, I think it's going to hurt him in the long run, like, when he's seen on these Zoom calls or going to birthday parties because people are going to see that and be like, wait, I thought you were, you know – going through things but now you're here and there even though it was his sibling's birthday party but I think you know sports fans in general and people in general like they're just so quick to judge and like jump on things that no matter which way like it's going to be a bad look and speaking of the money I actually saw this tweet and it's interesting because that's a lot of money eight hundred thousand dollars when I heard that like my jaw dropped to the floor but someone said would you pay a hundred dollars to attend a sibling's birthday party beyond the awesome gift you bought Based on Kyrie Irving's salary and fine, that's roughly what the average person would owe for attending without wearing a mask. So to him, that's like $800 in total. You know? Like, that's literally- I don't always like those metaphors. Because I feel like $817,000 needs to be a lot of money to everybody. Like, that really should be a lot of money to everybody. I totally agree, but it's just like for these athletes, that's why... I- I think sometimes fines are good, but I think there should be fines on top of other things or even like not bigger fines because, listen, these athletes have literally money coming from everywhere. Like these athletes don't care if they get fined. So that's why I'm like Kyrie does not care that he was fined that to go to his sibling's birthday party. That's why I think it's interesting. I'm like, what? But like on top of that? It's like, even if you can afford to pay the fine, in certain cases, that should not be your validation 
to do something wrong. And I'm not saying like, even though he clearly disregarded the protocol, I'm not here to judge what he does in his personal life. I'm just saying in general, it should never be like, well, I can pay the fine. Like it's the principle. Like you are receiving the fine because you did something wrong. I think that's why maybe like, that's why I've never been a fan of fines. Like, yeah, okay, fine them. But I feel like, like athletes do not care about fines, especially players like Kyrie who make so much money. Obviously players who don't make as much probably would care more, but I, that's why like fines don't do I feel like as a punishment don't do much but yeah no matter which way you look at it I don't care how much money you have I don't it care doesn't how do anything. Are. exactly it's so the I, same way like with people who get arrested and their bail is like a million dollars which comes down to a hundred thousand that you have to pay up front if you can afford that that's nothing to you but if it's like someone who makes minimum wage and for god knows what they end up with bail that's a hundred thousand dollars that is like unheard of like where am I supposed to get a hundred thousand dollars from so it's like it really does not make a difference to them if they can afford it yeah it doesn't a hundred thousand upfront for 90 percent of the population even more than 90 percent that is so much that's what I'm saying that's why I'm like that's why when I hear like they're being fined and everyone's like oh my god he was fine this he was fine that like these players, like, literally, I can tell you right now, like, they might be annoyed, but, like, it's genuinely not doing anything to their bank account. That's why I'm always so interested to see if, like, they'll ever do anything else. But- yeah, and it's like, they're, they're typically aware that they're going to be fined for what they're doing. So, they just again, it's like, it doesn't matter. Right. And I know that, like, um, Kyrie is an advocate for mental health, which is really important. I... I really do think that that's important work. But I was listening to Shannon Sharp the other day, and um, he made a good point. He was saying, like, you know, we don't know what's going on with Kyrie. We really don't. And to be honest, it's not our business. However, when you're in that industry and you have obligations to an organization and to your teammates, like, I'm wondering why maybe he hasn't, like, taken – time off like making it make it known that he wants time away as opposed to just missing games exactly that's what I was yes that's exactly like you just put it way better like before when I was like no matter what he does like even if he is going through something with his mental health um people but then when people are going to see him like at a party and such like even though we don't know what's going on in his personal life, but, like, people are just so quick, especially just him being, like, an athlete and stuff. That's exactly. why... Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? No, no, it's fine. I was going to say, that's why it would... Like, if he really... Like, he probably is going through things, and at the same time, he's probably just, like, frustrated. That's why I don't know why he doesn't take time off. That's why it's just interesting, and I think it is difficult being an athlete because situations like this, like, it's hard. Like, I'm not downplaying the situation at all, but at the same time, it's, like... I don't know like it's a lot especially when you have like a whole team and fans riding on you and then you're gonna go to do like the fundraiser on zoom which he he had a good purpose for it, but like the timing seriously like the timing was horrible like your team is literally about to go out and play against the nuggets but I I think the birthday party thing um in terms of COVID yes that was wrong but I don't 
I think it's dangerous to use that party against him. Not saying that you did this, but I know that. No, no, not even because of that. Um, But I I feel like people are going to use that against him with the mental health thing. And that's not really fair because just because I'm at a birthday party doesn't mean that I'm not going through something. Like you can't really gauge what's going on in his life based off of him being at a birthday party. Exactly. very, very dangerous. That's what I was trying to get at. Like me personally, like, like I know that difference. You know that difference. But sports fans, that's what I was trying to get out before. Like sports fans, like some of them just like don't care. Like they won't rationalize like me and you can separate the fact that even though he's going through like mental health issues yeah he can still attend his siblings birthday party you know what i mean like yeah those literally have no correlation like he can be going through super rough times and still attend a party but like some sports fans will literally like just look at it and be like oh no he's just saying that that's why for him that's like i'm worried for him just because of like what other people might think because like yeah we can rationalize but we also think more rational than most like a lot of like sports fans because if you look at twitter you know so that's why i think it is tricky for him like i said it's tricky being an athlete and going through these things because people are going to be so quick to judge that's why yeah i feel bad for him that's why i do feel bad for him but at the same time i don't know it's just tricky like i feel bad for him i hope he gets like the help he needs but it's it's an awkward position and like Like we said before, we we have no idea what Kyrie is going through, if he's going through anything at all. We, we don't know. And like I said, it's really not our business. Whatever he chooses to share is up to him. But um, I honestly feel like whatever it is, the Nets are fully aware. I mean, they knew what it was all along, like since he got there. They, they know who they're dealing with. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, it made me think about what we discussed a few episodes ago with Dwayne Haskins and how we were trying to um, emphasize that you have to be a certain kind of special asset for an organization to tolerate you, not just keep you around. And, you know, I mean, literally tolerate you because there's certain behavior that some athletes can get away with and others can't. Like you see how Dwayne is out of there, you know? Kyrie is still very much a part of the Nets, like, and he's not going anywhere, you know? So he has clearly proven to be an asset on any team, really. I mean, who wouldn't want Kyrie Irving on their team? But I think that there's something that they know that they're aware of and why, like, they're harsher consequences haven't come from his actions because five consecutive games is like a lot and then yeah. if he doesn't play tomorrow I think it's tomorrow I believe um they have a game. yeah I they think yeah they have a game tomorrow night against Orlando Magic if he doesn't play tomorrow that's six games so I don't know yeah honestly I agree with everything you've said that's why it is tricky like we literally don't know what goes on behind the scenes like we can try and figure it out, but at the end of the day, like, you just won't know. Like, you're not going to come out and say it. That's why I think it is difficult, but at the same time, it's like, you do have an obligation. I don't know. It's really hard. Like, you know, like, I just, I feel like it's not people's business, but then you do have your fans, so you have, I don't know. It's difficult. It is, and it kind of makes me think, like, 
Well, what will be or what is the breaking point for the Brooklyn Nets if there is one when it comes to Kyrie Irving? Because he's not just, you know, your run-of-the-mill player. He's Kyrie Irving. So if there is a breaking point, like, what will it be? Yeah. Where they're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you're actually so right. Because I think eventually in the past, like, I feel like eventually once they put up with enough or, like, maybe Kyrie might even be the one to be like, listen. Mm. But who knows? Like, it is difficult, especially when Kyrie is, like, so talented. And Kyrie really does seem like a great guy, like, outside of the game. Like, I really like Kyrie Irving as a player. But, yeah, it's definitely interesting. So, I think we'll see it play out. Like, I think by, like, the end of the season, we'll not only probably know way more, but we'll definitely know more into, like, Kyrie's situation and, like, how much longer we think or just things like that in general. Yeah. Hopefully he's okay. I mean. Um, yeah, I think that's more important than anything. That's I, absolutely. I don't, like, if he has to take time off, like, go take time off. I don't want him to feel, like, pressured. Also, because I think you can be pressured because, like, he doesn't want to let the team down or the fans. Like, if he's like, oh, I have to take time off this or that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, no, like, your mental health matters more than this sport. Because if that's in shambles, it'll be everything else. Exactly. So. Yeah, that's why. Hopefully, Kai's doing good. I mean, I hope, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And he's been super transparent in the past. Yeah. So, yeah. So, hopefully the rest of the season, like, it gets figured out, um, whatever he needs to do. But, yeah. I mean, I'm rooting for Kyrie, so. Same. So am I. I think um, his return tomorrow will be based off of if he has um, negative COVID tests. So, hopefully, hopefully he's in good spirits. Hopefully he's COVID-free. And hopefully we see him tomorrow night. Tomorrow kicks off divisional rounds for the NFL playoffs, starting with Green Bay Packers versus L.A. Rams. Who are you taking, Cass? Okay, this pains me to say, but um, the Packers. It pains you to say that? First of all, I, I'm such an Aaron Rodgers stan. And because of that, I'm a Packers. I'm not even a Packers fan, but I just I like them because I like Aaron okay. Rodgers. One, I'm a Cowboys fan. It's Cowboys and Packers. <laughs> Brutal history. <laughs> Two, I cannot stand Aaron Rodgers. He seems like the biggest. <gasps> he seems like what? such a DB to me. I can't stand him. He seems so arrogant. Oh my god. I know. That's the I know first a lot time of people I've ever heard that. Oh my god. My my mom agrees too. I, that's the first time I've oh ever heard that. I can't. And I know it's not a popular opinion, but he just seems so, like, arrogant to me. Like, watching him in interviews, oh, I can't do it. Just the way he carries himself. I just don't like it. But whatever. Who am I to judge? <laughs> and I'm the opposite. Like, I think he's so cool. I think Aaron Rodgers is so cool. No. Ugh. Anyways. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's a lot. So, yeah, I'm going with the Packers, unfortunately. Same. Okay. Sorry, LA. Next, we have Baltimore Ravens versus Buffalo Bills. I am taking the Ravens for sure. Okay, this is a difficult one for me because for the past couple of years, I've been saying like the Bills are the sleeper. Like the Bills, I really do believe the Bills are going to win like the Super Bowl within the next 
a few seasons. I really like the Bills, but again, I really like the Ravens. I like Lamar Jackson. They got Dez on there. So, oh my God, this is like one of the most difficult decisions I've ever have had to make because <laughs> I, I genuinely, in my heart, I believe the Ravens are, I mean, I believe the Bills are going to win and I kind of want them to win, but I want Dez to win at the same time. Um, Oh my God, I'm just going to go with, oh my God, I can't pick the Bills. Why not? Really? Okay. So I think. Agree. <laughs> I think it's like it's probably going to look like the Bills are going to win and then the Ravens are going to come back and win the game yeah I mean you see yeah for this one like like the last one like I just I know the Packers are going to win I just don't want them to but for the Ravens and Bills I could see both of them winning and then I could see both of them losing I think it's difficult and I like both teams you know I am a big Bills stand only because like for the fans you know like they haven't won in a while but then at the same time I really want Dez to really go somewhere in the playoffs because he deserves it but I also really like the Bills so we'll see I don't have a preference but I'm gonna go with Bills okay then Sunday we have Kansas City Chiefs versus Cleveland Browns and listen okay (laughs) the Browns it was cute last week took out the Steelers that's that's cute but let's Let's just be really realistic right now. Chiefs. It's, like, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's Travis Kelsey. Like, there's just no way. If if the Browns beat the Chiefs, I would be speechless. I wouldn't even know what, what to say. Yeah, there's no way. Um, Obviously, there is a way, but there's no it's way. Not so, yeah, Chiefs, 1,000%. Like, there's no question. And I, I would say the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl again. I agree with you. <laughs> like, there's just no way around it. Yeah, the Chiefs are too good. You can't bet against them. You can't. I was telling you They're that. They're too like, good. Yeah, I was talking to Chrissy before this, and I was telling her how, like, the Chiefs are kind of like the new Patriots in the sense that, like, when the Patriots, you know, were going to the Super Bowl, going to the Super Bowl, like, you just couldn't bet against them. Like, every season, they, they would be like, who do you think is going to the Super Bowl? Like, you had to say Patriots. Like, you just could not bet against them. And I feel like that's how it is with the Chiefs right now. Like, you cannot bet against them. Like, the Chiefs are going to go to the Super Bowl. And let's see. They might very well win again. We'll see. But they're definitely going to be at the Super Bowl. They are. They're just I good. really believe that. Mm-hmm. It's just not fair. <laughs> like Speaking of not. Patriots, <laughs> we have uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus New Orleans Saints. And for like the first time ever, I'm actually I'm going for Tom Brady, and I think I'm the going, Buccaneers are going to pick Saints. I'm going for Drew Brees and the Saints. You know how I feel <laughs> about Drew Brees these days. Oh my God! Remember when we got our heart broken by that picture? Listen. I don't even acknowledge Drew Brees anymore. Remember when we were talking? We were like, no way. Uh, I just like the Saints. Um, I just think the Saints are going to win. I don't know. I feel like everyone wants Tampa Bay to win, so they're not going to win. But also, I don't even want like Tom Brady to win. I yeah. really just feel like he's going to win. Yeah, I think – I just really feel like um, the Saints are going to win. But once again, I don't really care too much. Not that I don't care about this game, but I'm – it's just like what happens, what happens. But I do think the Saints are gonna win. Yeah, like not really invested. Yeah, that's how. I, yeah, exactly. Like the Bills and Ravens, I like them both. That like I didn't really care which one. Um, kind of like this, but I'm just gonna go with the Saints. I do think they might pull it off. 
Time will tell. We're just going to have to tune in this weekend. Are those only games? Mm-hmm. For Saturday and Sunday. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Who do you think is going to be Super Bowl? Chiefs and who? Mm. Mm. Um. I don't know. Okay. Wait. No. I have to think about this. There's a lot of pressure right now. I think it's... Sorry. <laughs> what no, were you going to okay. say? I was going to say Chiefs and Saints. If the Saints beat Tampa Bay, it's going to be Chiefs and Saints. And that's the Super Bowl I want to see. But what are you going to say, the Bucks? Even though, like, I do think the Bucks would beat the Saints, I don't, I don't see them in a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. I don't see Tom Brady going to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, like the Chiefs and okay. So, do you think maybe the Packers? Because it's either between the Saints or Packers. That, wow, I would like to see that. Well, Chiefs and the Packers, I would <laughs> like to see that. Chiefs and Saints. Oh, what a dream! That would be good too. I really, see, I, need think- to, I really got to sit down and think about this. Like, yeah. I think next week we'll be able to tell way more just by seeing them play again. But Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. You heard it. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's an easy prediction. The Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, they're so good. I'm so jealous of Chiefs fans. At this point, like we would just be watching for entertainment. Like there's no suspense. We just know what's going to happen. I know, yeah. but I feel like the Saints would be a good matchup. It would. Oh my be. god. But oh. it really would be. Yeah, I literally wish I was a Chiefs fan. Gosh, I'm a Chiefs. I okay. I'm not a Chiefs fan. I root for the Chiefs because I'm an Andy Reid fan. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. Like I root for the like once the Cowboys are out. Like right now, I I'm rooting for the Chiefs and the Bills, which doesn't make sense. But like, if any team would have to like win a Super Bowl, I would want one of those two to win. Yeah, and that's gonna be a lot for me because my ex is a Bills fan and I hate my ex. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when you know that's coming. That means a lot coming from me. Um, yeah, but the Chiefs are just so good. Like, I always talk about this with my dad. Like, it's not fair. It's 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 not, but it's kind of like the Warriors. Like, I can't hate them. It's no, so no good to them. watch. I feel like you can't hate the Chiefs. I feel like every single, like, division or, like, department of their team is just so good. Like, from the coaching – and then you have like the quarterback, and then you have your tight ends, and then you yeah. have receivers, and then you look at the defense, and then you look at just like the whole organization as a whole. It's like art. Like, how can you not appreciate that? Yeah, they're so likable, and wow. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're like gushing over the Chiefs right now. We're Cowboys and Eagles fans. Congratulations to the Chiefs for winning the 2021 Super Bowl. <laughs> Literally, and if not, the Saints. I really mm. touching a home. I just, I mean, if they win, like, cool. If they make it to the Super Bowl, the Saints. But like, I just, I can't with Drew Brees these days. Yeah, that's the one thing. But I don't know. Both teams are just so good. But and everyone says Drew Brees is retiring after this season too. Okay. Well, if he, all right, if they make it to the Super Bowl, the Saints, yeah. and they win. 
and he retires i think that'll be, be like happy a, for him yeah i think it'll be like a good story like a good ending to his whole story of his like nfl career because he he does have like a wholesome image and that would be a nice way to like end his career yeah. so i would be happy for him that's yeah like, i do think the chiefs are gonna win but a little part of me is saying the saints if they make it that's why i don't want to be too definite but the saints are just i mean the chiefs are just so good we're gonna see them in the next like in the next like five years they'll be in like at least three of the super bowls absolutely yeah they're literally the new patriots mm-hmm. but yeah that is our NFL playoff picks. Thank you guys so much for tuning into episode 19 of Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy. Make sure that you're following us on Spotify and that you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at DYCT Podcast. Again, that's DYCT Podcast, and you will hear from us next week.